Welcome back to Zen Trap Travel ZTT. Uh, we got another special episode for you. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. All right, tell them what we got for them today, Zen P. So today on Zen Trap Travels, we are reviewing Egypt, specifically Cairo. Cairo, uh, Egypt. I would say it was probably a short stint there, so. Not a ton of information, but um, definitely enough. I think I definitely hit the hot spots that most people would want to hit other than like one. Um, but it, w- it was a really quick trip. I'm glad I altered my schedule and got it fit in, fitted in. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, if we kind of start with just some stuff that was semi, I guess, like unexpected, because I really don't, I don't know. Do you, do you know a lot about Egypt? Because I didn't know a lot about Egypt. Going I, into it. I don't know a lot about Egypt, but I've, you know, I, besides probably what's on mass stream media and anything I've learned via religion. So I was just about to jump into that. Do you have any preconceived notions, notions about Egypt or what you thought it was going to be like? Did you have uh, not really like when I say like none other than knowing that the pyramids was there and people go yeah. visit and that I knew it's like some certain cultural rules around religion and uh, Islamic and Muslim culture. Uh, I knew the very the very basics, if not even even anything like below that. I really had to do a lot of Googles yeah. just to even uh, make sure I guess I was in the, you know, in the right. Just didn't want to make sure I offended anybody, on, you know. Did you look like Islamic with the beard and stuff? Yeah, I I got told by like multiple people, like multiple people came up to me speaking Arabic. And then a couple of them said I looked like I was from like North Egypt or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know the name of the city. My Egyptian brother? Yeah. Nah, nah. (laughs) Sorry, brother. (laughs) Malikam Salam. But it was it was cool. It was very interesting. It was like I said, it was very uh, I ain't gonna say that was kind of spontaneous, but um, super last minute too. I'm I'm glad I fitted it in. Uh, It so I got an Airbnb and I got like a room in an Airbnb. And um, the first of all, just with the currency, they do uh, what is it called? Egyptian. Let me look that up real quick. But um, either way, the money, the dollar is worth a whole lot there. Like it is a very, um, uh, I would say, impoverished country. I did learn that uh, you do me a favor and look up the the population in okay. Egypt and the population in Cairo. All right, cool. I'm going to look up the currency because that was very uh, shocking to me. The population? So it's the Egyptian, Egyptian pound. Yes, the okay. population. So um, let me see if I can switch this. So the name of the currency is the Egyptian pound. And then if I go... The population is 102 million. Whoa, that's <laughs> low. What, for all hmm. of Egypt? Yeah, that's all of Egypt. And the population Cairo of Cairo is... Nine point five four million, and that's in twenty seventeen. 
You think that's love? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, Wait, I guess a hundred. I'm sorry. How big is Egypt? <laughs> I don't know nothing about Egypt. Now that now that we're looking at it. Well, what what's the population of like Atlanta or something? And one U.S. dollar is equal to almost nineteen point six Egyptian pounds. So you're almost getting like one to nineteen. Oh, yeah, that's wild. It's wild. So of course they take U.S. dollars for stuff. They would love to get a dollar. Um, it's a lot of uh, haggling going on. Yeah, you're right. That's huge. What's the population of Atlanta? <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, I'm like, you just said. I was like, thinking, in my mind, I was thinking that there was like 7 billion people in Georgia, and there's like 7 million people in Georgia. 7 billion? Yeah, I was tripping. But I think, how many people in the world? Like 7 billion, right? Like 8 billion or something like that? World population? I don't know. Yeah, but either way, it is a lot of people in Cairo, but um, it don't really look like it to me when you kind of like look at it, um, just because everything's so spread out and they got like all the houses are kind of like on top of each other and going up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, somebody pointed that out to me about the population and I was like, yo, that is population wild is crazy. that there's so many people here. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, when I first got there, it was like... Um, I took a, uh, I got transportation set up, set up through the Airbnb. And like I said, I had a, this room that was rented and I stayed in this neighborhood that was like by these embassies right by the, uh, you were staying by uh, the U S embassy. Was you worried? No, not the U S embassy. It was like the Russian oh. embassy and some other embassy, but it was just embassy. So everybody was saying like neighborhood safe. You can walk around whenever you want at like night and stuff. Um, uh, it was really close to the Nile and the bridge and st- like bridges that go across the Nile. Um, it was close to the Egyptian Museum. Um, the Four Seasons and the Ritz Carlton were very close hotels, so it, it felt like a really good neighborhood. But um, just the area itself in Cairo and just a lot of the stuff I saw was like, again, like extremely impoverished. It looked like. I ain't gonna lie, it looked like a war zone or something there. Like it looked Jeez. like it was like trash in the streets. It's like uh all these like cars and old motorcycles and like all the cars look like cars from like 2006 and stuff. Like it looks <laughs> crazy. Yeah, and, like the outsides of them, paint is beat up and stuff. And that has to be one of the wild, and I, I mean, I've heard stuff about places like, I guess, like India, which I've never been to and some other places, but that was hands down the wildest driving place I've ever seen. They don't oh, yeah. even stay in the lines. Like, they just drive, swerving. And then I had to learn from uh, the dude to check me in and some of his friends. They were, like, showing me around, and we had to just literally, like, walk through the streets and stuff. You don't like wait for like the traffic either. You kind of just hop out and like let the cars weave past you and stuff. So you out there playing Frogger every day. The shit is Dang. crazy. And he was like, like at, he was like, hey, like don't like when you go out there, don't like hesitate either. Hesitate, like, yeah. Yeah. They're expecting you to walk forward, so don't like go backwards. I'm like nigga, what? <laughs> Hey, I did that exact same thing. I was in the Philippines. No, I was in Vietnam. And I was trying to, like, we went to, like, a street market. So they selling all kind of stuff. Like, everything that say Vietnam, they got some of that on the side of the road. And it was kind of a similar situation. Like, if you Why hesitate. Why you in Vietnam? Uh, I went for work. Dope. 
Yeah. Um, if you hesitate, it's the same type of thing. Like you're gonna cause a wreck if you hesitate. You just need to go. It was wild. It was like Crazy. so they pretty much driving like go-karts. They always got their foot on the brake. They always like bumper to bumper and stuff, and they are flying down these roads, like weaving and stuff. It is crazy um it was dumb hot uh so a lot of people oh. not really out during the day like that but as soon as it starts getting like cooler at night everybody's out it's uh people on the bridge trying to get a picture of you on the, on the bridge with like lights and stuff everybody's trying to like get tips or sell you on something like You're everybody's hustle looking, bustle type hustle bustle and i hate that so much like i do not enjoy <laughs> that type of stuff like if you love to haggle Egypt, Cairo is your jam. Like, they ready to haggle about whatever. Um, if they see you, like, aren't from around there, they might, like, at the little stands and stuff, because it's almost similar to, like, <clears throat> New York and those big cities where, like, every couple feet it's a little type of stand where you can buy snacks or water and stuff, all these, like, little stores yeah. and stuff, and then it's stores in general. But uh, if they, if you don't speak Arabic and stuff and you don't know the money, they might try and tell you a different price. So if you don't like the price, you can just like keep walking or something, or you got to make sure you count your change. One of those countries, I hate that so much, man. Like, <laughs> uh, but again, yeah. it was it was it was good for what it was. But my accommodations, not for the faint-hearted, I tell you that. Like, okay, um, it looked like a horror movie in there, man. Like, if you get scared easy. Um, the light was like flickering. The elevator was made of like wood, and like it worked sometimes, it didn't. And it was one of those where it'd be like stalling, oh, on, like no certificate in there. The doors were like these little doors, like this that you close, and it just go. It was like an old school style elevator. Oh my god! And then like the whole place again, it's like I don't know. It's like the stuff they show on TV sometimes of like the bad areas. It looked like that kind of, and this was like, I know one of the like best areas. So it was just like, I don't know. It was just shocking to me. And then when I get in there, like it's like an old school fat TV in the living room. The kitchen looked like a trap house. Um, it was <laughs> like, full, it's trap. like a gas stove oh, with man. aluminum foil all over it. <laughs> Did you cook while you were there? Hell no, I ain't cook nothing. Hell no. <laughs> but it just, it just it just took a lot. Like the internet was kind of a week a little bit, so I had to get another SIM card just because I was in Africa now. So that was a struggle too. But um, it was it was a lot. It was a all lot. right. Cool. So tell me tell me about the best food you had while you were there. Best food was. Mm, it was between these two places, but I'm going to just go with Koshery. So Koshery is the name of a like chain there, and it's um, pretty much like vegan and vegetarian. And it's like they take like almost all these like um, – they only serve like literally like one thing. It's called Koshery, I guess, pretty much. And you can get like a small, medium, or large. And it's like noodles, um, these vegetables, lentils, and all this other stuff all in a bowl and then you can put like hot sauce or garlic sauce on it and that's it and it's like super good super fresh super easy to make they, yeah you know got it going quick so that it was it was good though it's like so would you good. consider that fast food or is it like a sit down type spread oh it's fast food probably but like oh, you okay. can sit down in there but it's like a chain fast food okay um, cool. make sure i get the name right but yeah i'm pretty sure it's called kosher it fire it was pretty good, Fire. but like, of course, it was uh, another um, place. Yeah, it's koshery. Um, It was another place that was good too, where they served this like chicken, 
Um, it was like a chicken and rice type thing with this sauce, almost like a white sauce too. And I think this was like a Albanian restaurant or something. No, that is nice. good too. <laughs> so they got some good, like they do good, like uh, grilled meats and stuff with like yeah. rice and stuff. But it's like Mediterranean. Dude, yeah, um, but one dude told me like, "Hey, don't be eating from like some of them street vendors because he's like, it's a high chance you're gonna get like food poisoning or sick or like diarrhea or something." He said he had came there from Germany and was visiting for like a month or something, and he was like. He ate from one of them joints. The next day, he was like, he was sick for like a week and like bad Jeez. food poisoning. Like he had to get some of that like local medicine to try and help and stuff. Like he felt like he was on his deathbed. I was like, damn, I got three more days. You scared me like this? <laughs> <laughs> cool. So did you meet um, some cool people while you were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the dudes that checked me in, um, his name was Marwan. He's from Saudi Arabia. He got a crazy story too, but um, he's living in, in Cairo now and um, doing that job for now until he can uh, get back to Saudi Arabia. But um, he was pretty much showing me around and, and person staying in the room with him uh, was the dude named Eunice. He's from, he's half German, half Turkish. Uh, he's mm. Muslim too. So both of them sp spoke. Arabic, Eunice spoke like five languages or something, and he was just so shocked about how much like world history that I didn't know because he doesn't like world history either. He would say, "Yeah," and he was just like, "You don't know this." I was like, "Man, America don't teach us nothing but nothing. state, state. Nothing. Like you, you learn about your state, and you learn about U.S. history. We don't That's learn it. nothing else." He taught me so much in like thirty minutes from sitting and chilling with them. Please it tell me what you like, learned. Please tell me what you learned. Uh, let me see if I got any any of the notes because I learned mostly a lot about like Islamic culture. I learned about like um, different geographic areas about people kind of not liking each other and why they don't like each other from history. Um, learned a little bit about like the English Empire from like ruling some of the stuff because I know you hear a little bit about it, but it's nice to hear it from actual people about some of the wars that they places and territories that they've taken over and stuff like that. Um, let me see if it's in my computer notes. When I was in the Middle East, one of the biggest things I learned was about like the Islamic religion and how it kind of split. Like there was like a divide yes. in the religion, which yes. means there was a divide in like the areas that people yes. lived. He and, showed me like yeah. they literally drew a line to split this yeah. stuff up. I was like, this is wild. He told me about the yeah. Ottoman Empire. You're going to have to Google that. I don't really right. remember, but Google. that's something else I wanted to Google. Um, Ottoman Empire. Uh, just a lot. Um, also, the name of the stuff that I ate that I was talking about was Fata. Okay, Fata. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not at Koshery. That the, oh. the chicken and rice and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay, gotcha. But he was like, this ain't like, uh, what did he say? And it might have been Serbian food. But he was like, this isn't like uh, authentic fata. Fat, I don't think I'm saying this right. Fata. Uh, it's F-A-T-T-A-H. Um, yeah, but also a funny thing, too. When my uh, driver came and picked me up, we had a funny like little text thread that like i gotta show okay. you I, 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 i'll post it in here too but that issue was was funny him uh acting excited to pick me up wow. Can you story time it? story time with lg and p story time story time story time story time with lg and p story time story time
Story time, story time. With LG and P. Story time, story time. Story time, story time. With LG and P. Story time, story time. Story time, story time. With LG and P. Story time, story time. Story time, story time. With LG and P. Story time, story time. Story time, story time. Um, but yeah, they was, they was cool. Like, so again, like them telling me about their different stuff and then him explaining just like, um, the stuff he goes through from being like half German and half Turkish. And he was just saying how, like a lot of the stuff on the news is not necessarily like true about how they try and make the country look and stuff like that. And, um, you know, he was just telling me about how it is being Muslim in Germany and stuff like that. Just a lot of stuff. So it's, it's, it's nice to go to the different countries and actually get to talk to, People, people from different countries yeah. that can explain how stuff goes and like their culture, their religion, their areas and stuff like that. Like I love doing that. So that was super dope. Same. I love I love doing that too. It makes you feel like you get an authentic country, right? Like yeah. you know a little small representation of the people that are actually there and you feel like, oh, I got to know part of their people and their plight and their you know, their struggle, their what they enjoy, whatever. So that's really good to dive into that type of stuff yeah because honestly the dude from saudi he was worried about like saying like well if i i can't really go to america right and i was like yeah you can come you can come do whatever you want and he was like well no they're not gonna like they're not gonna like me there right like they're gonna treat me different and all that stuff and i was like no i think you're good now like that was a while ago maybe where they would have you know probably been trying to do like terrorist type vibes but you you're you're no. good, bro. I promise. Like you're you're fine. You speak yeah. really good English too. Like yeah. you, you are fine. He, he still he's like worried. Like no, I don't think so. I'm telling you, bro. Like we're in, <laughs> like don't go to like no middle of nowhere, Texas, or no middle of nowhere. You'll you be fine. To, you can go to LA, LA New York, Vegas. Chicago. Yeah, you could go places wherever. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting. Just hearing like their thoughts on America. Always. Absolutely. So what uh what sites did you see? What adventure did you say uh, you enjoyed the most? So I just so literally had like a day that was like dope. So found a, a deal online. I used Airbnb, but you can use probably Groupon, TripAdvisor, plenty of different sites these days to find like prices for stuff. Found a package deal to go see the pyramids, do ATVs in the desert, and ride a camel with uh like a light lunch included for $45. And they pick you up. <laughs> Dang. Pick you up and drop you off. Yes. Ish was crazy. Yes. So they pick me up. I'm thinking I'm going to be a part of a group. Um, but they was like, um, for them to do like group stuff, they would have had to get like a van or it's just harder because like the traffic in Cairo. So it was literally just me in a car with the tour guide. It was a driver. The tour guide in the front seat and me in the back seat and them ride me around. <laughs> got out your own personal tour. <laughs> they got That's Twinkies hilarious. in the back seat and water. <laughs> I was like, damn, I ain't seen a Twinkie in a minute. He's like, eat, eat, my friend, eat this for you. <laughs> okay. So we go to the pyramids. The no, I didn't eat the Twinkies. I took them, though, just in case I wanted them later. But um, So we go to the pyramids. Uh, the pyramids wasn't as packed as I thought it was going to be, I guess. Like, I picked a good day, too, but, like, tourism was probably down a little bit from, like, COVID-type stuff. But um, mm -hmm. it was still a crazy good amount of people out there. Um Walked up on the pyramids. The pyramids are uh, amazing. It's like no words to be able to see the pyramids. Like if you ever get a chance wow. to go see the pyramids, highly recommend it. It's, it's crazy. Um, 
so we did the pyramids first, and then we like you can tell they've been practicing. They've been doing tours for a minute, so they was like they ready to like try and please you picture wise. Like, what pictures do you want? They got different poses and stuff. Like, they trying to get you right. Mm-hmm. So they like, oh, go stand up right here. Do this. Uh, all right, now do your hands like this. All right, now turn around and just walk towards me. Bop, bop, bop. All right, do you like these? Okay, we can do some more. Are there any that you want it? You want to do the point? You want to do the... <laughs> I was like, bro, I promise this is going to be easy. I'm good. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I'll lead all that. I don't, cool. I don't need all of them. So we went and did that. We saw the Sphinx. Uh, okay. We went and did the Camel Ride next. The Camel Ride was like, not depressing, but it's like, you can make yourself sad if you want to in moments like that. But like, you know... <laughs> The camels out there literally just like all day long. Like they shuffling around. It's kids doing some of the, the tours too. It's just a lot of people. And then I had to even ask somebody, which they said they don't they don't really care, which I was glad to hear. But like, I don't know why. I, I felt like I felt some type of way when like people come and like dress up in like the Muslim uh, dress with like the stuff. Mm-hmm. And they was like, no, we don't feel no type of way about that. Like, you know, if it's hot, you put that thing on your head. Like it's. It's just what you do. It's not like insulting. So I was like, all right, cool. Because I don't know. It's mainly like you know, white people too. When white people all out there, like dressed all up in it, trying to take pictures and stuff. And I was just like, this <laughs> looks so stupid. Cultural appropriation. Cultural That's appropriation type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it it was cool. Again, like um, they give you like some tea, um, uh, to get on the camel is tough because the camels are kind of big. Like especially if you ain't getting like a young one. You got like a older, bigger one. The camels are laid down and his feet kind of go inwards. Like their legs is a little weird or whatever. So you got to like jump on and then they tell you, make sure you lean back. Because if you, th- when the camel gets up, it goes forward first because of how his mm. legs been. And it's like, if you leaning forward, you're going to fall. So I'm like, fuck. So I made sure I leaned back and it was still hard, but I, I, you know, made it. It was a lady getting off the camel I was supposed to get on and she was short and kind of, kind of big. She got stuck, like trying to get off. Like her leg was trying to come around, and she started screaming, like "Ah, ah, I can't, I can't get home!" And she's like, "Just put me back on, just put me back on." This man ran up behind her and just pulled her off like that. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> it was crazy. She was in pain because her legs was like, like doing a split. Like oh. stuck on the camel back, like she got one barely trying to touch the ground, and the other one on the camel, like butt. And she's like, ah, ah, she in jeans. I was like, Damn, that's tough. That's Just tough. put my leg back, put it back. Um, what was her, What is this voice you giving her? Like, what is her nationality? She was like, she might have been Philippines or something. She was from like, uh, you know, some. Asian country, yeah, but she might have been mixed too, something like that. Yeah, very high pitched English, not her first language, probably. <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, so the camel is almost like a horse ride. They ride you around, holding it and stuff, and then uh, they take you to an area in front of the pyramid so you can take pictures and stuff. They ask you if you want to keep riding or whatever. Same way, the p- people taking the pictures know like the, the stuff to do. They can make the camel do something. They like can put like a rock over your head and make it look like you holding a rock, but they just got the rock in front of a camera. They can like. <laughs> They 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 like ready. They ready. Yeah. Um so rode the camels, that was pretty quick. Um then we took a ride to go get food and he took me to some other shops. He took me to this like wholesale uh fragrance uh place. So I guess Egypt is one of the largest wholesalers of like the base fragrances for for, for perfumes and um uh 
colognes and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So they sell a lot of that stuff wholesale. So that was dope. They got a lot of the like oils too. So like argon oil, like different like menthol, like different oils and fragrances for like healing properties and stuff like that. So that was dope. Uh, we went and also they make like little like they blow like glass and stuff. They make like the jars for mm. the perfume and stuff by like hand in there and stuff too. So that was dope to see that. Next place we went, which again, I didn't even know this was going to be part of it. He was just taking me to these places. The next place we went to this like hand painting place, but I don't know if they really do them by hand, but they supposed to. So learned about like the, is it eucalyptus? Eucalyptus? What's the name of that plant? Eucalyptus? Uh, it was how, yeah, I think so. It's how the first paper is made. Paper? Paper, yeah. They make paper out of this plant. I don't, I don't know. So out of this eucalyptus plant, they showed me the process for how they make the first paper, which is like that, like yellow looking paper. It's like a background where they draw on it and stuff too. But this mm -hmm. is how like some of the Egyptians made the first paper and like it's pretty much like waterproof. It's like uh, super strong. It doesn't really bend. Like you can like erase stuff and keep. And they made this all these years ago, and it's still the the toughest, best paper that you can like have in the world, which was crazy. So they pretty much trying to sell you on like handmade Egyptian paintings and stuff in there. It was dope. It was nice to see, especially the the presentation on like the actual plant and all the different things that they use it for. Um, so again, that was super dope. Um, like I said, with the presentation and stuff uh let's see after that then we went to get food uh we got these little like it was like a shawarma wrap pretty much mm -hmm. bussing chicken with some like wow. sauce ate that in the backseat on the way to the atvs atvs was dope too it was pretty scary though i'm not gonna lie so we go to this like little hut somewhere in this neighborhood it's just me and another dude in front of me. He started riding, saying I got to follow him. And we starting to ride through this little, like, neighborhood that in alleys and stuff that looks way more impoverished than the other place. Like, it's like donkeys back here and stuff. It smells crazy. It's trash everywhere. It's people walking around, kids playing and stuff. And we just riding through, like, the mud and stuff. It's wild. We, we do that for like a six minute ride. Then we get to this like gate where this dude asks like, what's his uh, nationality and name to write down on this piece of paper. We go through a gate and then we just end up in the desert with the pyramids in the background somewhere. So we start riding, he taking off. I'm trying to ride too. It is hard as hell to ride in just like sand, sand. and stuff. In areas that's not sand, it's just rocks. So they like, if yeah. you fall off, like shit gonna hurt. Like you, you gonna be cut up, scratched up. You gonna hurt. So mm -hmm. I'm just riding at like a controlled kind of speed. I ain't really trying to do nothing too crazy, just cause it's like I'm by myself. If I fuck something up, I'm just fucked up. 
I got bags to carry and shit. I'm fucked. So I'm just riding, uh, riding, you know, I'm doing a little fast, a little slow, just, you know, in the mix. Um, so he take me to this, like top of this other little dune or whatever, where you got the pyramids in the background. He of course got the like photos on deck too. took some fire pictures. He got to like set up. All right, turn, look at the pyramids, do this, put your arm right here. All right, now turn around, stand on the ATV, do this. All right, now do this. It's like, damn, y'all get me right. I like this. I ain't got to think about nothing. Um, then we ride to the middle somewhere, and it's like this like little oasis, but it's really like this little like makeshift bar area that they got in the middle of nowhere. It's like a hut that they built, and it's like a couch in there. Look like a trap house in there, too. It's a dude that just got like waters. He's sitting in there smoking cigarettes. He, they like, yeah, this is our little chill spot. They was trying to teach me a little Arabic. We was just cooling nice. in there for a little bit. Took a couple more pictures. In the desert, out. crazy. Like, you could just, like, there's no lanes. You just, as far as you can see, you just sand. Like, go. Sand. Whatever. Wow. Yeah. Just driving. Uh, we it's got hard. to some little, like, road area in there. So, of course, this is not, like, the, like, just, like, middle of nowhere desert. But you can see that you could get there if you wanted to. Um, so, yeah, we went to some more pictures. Then we rode back. And then I was glad. Like, that was a long day. But... <laughs> It was good. You know, you did all the hot spots. Felt really good to just see everything, listen to all the history and stuff. Um, you can tell Egyptians are very, like, uh, proud of, like, the culture and stuff. And, like, of course, he was telling me some of the conspiracy theories, some of the stuff he believes, some of the stuff other people believe. So it was just nice to hear some of the history and stuff. If I went back, I definitely would hear more of the history. Um, again, definitely would get souvenirs. Can't really get souvenirs just because of how I'm packed and stuff. So. Um, yeah. it's just a great trip. But again, like everybody's looking to get a tip for something. So everybody's trying to help you. People are very helpful, but they, I'm not saying they're not being nice just to be nice, but they also expecting the tip. So have tipping money. I changed my currency out to Egyptian money just so that I could tip them in their money. You save a little bit of coin that way, but you don't have to. Of course, if you come there and you got us, they would love some us. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, other than that, I just went to the Egyptian museum, which was, it was it was small compared to the other museums, but as you can tell that they are really trying to like build their city up to be more tourist friendly. Like they're trying to get more people to come out and visit and stuff like yeah. that. So they're um, easing up a little bit on some of the like, I guess, not cultural stuff, but some of the restrictions on like what people can wear and stuff like that. And just trying to uh, amp up more security and stuff. Because even if people like, it's like people like police officers and these like, uh, people that's protecting the embassy, like army looking folks everywhere. And they got these like old school ass guns and rifles and shit just standing on the street. Yeah. Shit look crazy, but they be like sleeping and stuff. Cause I guess shit don't <laughs> pop off like that. But but when it do, you need to be ready. Cause God, like please. they said, it's like a war zone. Any moment. Any moment. But it was dope. Yeah. I, I would definitely highly recommend going to visit. Uh, once you pay for the flight, everything else is pretty. You can do like Nile cruises, eat on the Nile and the river and stuff. If you look in a party, do not go to Cairo. That is not a party place. That is not a place where you're going to be having like drinks and all this other stuff. They do have random little small places where they sell liquor and shisha and all of this and stuff. Shisha is kind of like everywhere, but like it's not a lot of bars and stuff or places that sell alcohol. So don't think you're going there to like club and stuff. They did say it is some places where you can like vacate there, but that's like on the Red Sea. Um, I forget the name of those cities, but like, don't go to Cairo. Like, go to Cairo for the history. Yeah, it's crazy in the Middle East with the Islamic culture. Like, 
drinking in public is frowned upon heavily. So heavily, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's just it's. I mean, it's it's nice to see a different kind of culture like that, especially yeah. coming from America. It's like, did you feel like? Any special type of way, just being in Africa was that your, that was your first time in Africa, right? That was my first time in Africa for sure, and it felt special, but it didn't feel as special as if I would have went to like, I think somewhere more like black, like like black looking like me black versus looking, um, yeah. I don't even know the middle middle eastern. <clears throat> they definitely look more mid, middle eastern than like. Nigeria and Ghana. Yeah, I think if I went to Nigeria, Ghana, and stuff like that, like I would have felt more like, oh, what? (laughs) True, true, true. All right, man. I definitely can't wait to get to Egypt. Definitely going to hit up Cairo. Um, Cairo, Giza. Giza, all that. The name of the the city where the pyramids are is Giza. But they also have a new area, too. So, I I mean, I'll say all that stuff about that poverty-looking area. They have an area called New Cairo where they got, like, this mall and all this other stuff that's built up. So they do have an area that's kind of, like, built up more for, like, tourists and stuff like that. I didn't really get to check it out too much just because the traffic was so bad and I I was, like, tired some days. And I think it was going to be, like, it was, like, a 45-minute ride. It was kind of close to the airport from where I was at. And I was just, like, I'm not trying to be out there all day walking around. I'm not, like, a big mall person anyway, but... Highly recommend checking out the new Cairo area too with the mall and stuff. Cool, cool. I think a lot of cities in the Middle East are trying to become more tourist friendly. They see like yeah, the money and Abu Dhabi. Yeah, like they they blowing up, so they trying to follow in behind. So that's dope that they are building up. It's just sad to see that there's it's, they have been so impoverished. Yeah, it's sad, man. And. I will say it makes you very appreciative traveling of like, because even when talking to people from like almost every country I've gone to, other than like England area, the UK, when you go to these other countries, like them hearing, and especially I think seeing like a black person do it too, they was like, you from America? Like, don't nobody from America really come? And like, you just, you just traveling? Like, you can just do that? Like, what? Like. We are very privileged in America. I don't know a better way to say it, and I definitely don't want to like come back and be like all preachy, like oh, you need to really appreciate the stuff, like eat your leftovers and all that stuff. But it is is people struggling everywhere. Like the economy is bad in a lot of places, and we ain't we ain't seen bad in America. Is all I'm gonna say. We ain't seen like we do have bad areas, like everywhere else does. But the common level of bad in some of these areas, or not bad, the common level of poverty is is way low. Like our standards in America are very high. I understand. I understand. I think that's a that's that's a really good synopsis. I hope you enjoyed your time there. Yeah, like how definitely soon enjoyed would you it. Go back. Like, would you go back within five years if your friends are like, "Oh, we're gonna yeah, need you"? I would go back in five years because I definitely feel like we can be like. In and out, and not necessarily in and out. They, they, even the people there kept telling me there's so many other different cities you can see inside of just mm. Egypt. And again, you you can just really go for like the cultural stuff. And of course, going with friends, it'll be a lot less cost, more cost efficient. We can stay in different places and stuff. I think it would be real fun going with friends. I would, I would definitely go. And then it's like some like resort areas too. You can stay by the Red Sea and stuff. Like, yeah, we could freak it. For sure, for sure. Definitely can't wait to do that again. I will say I can. I well, last thing I guess is that like, I think I seen this either on a movie or YouTube. I don't know where, but like, um, 
struggle and stuff like that, like hard times and just having a common, whether it's an enemy or goal or something like that, definitely brings people together. So like all the stuff we be talking about, we're like not talking about, but stuff we feel about like racism and all this other stuff. When you worried about eating or you worried about finding drinking water or different things. And I'm just, I'm not talking about like Egypt now specifically. I'm talking about just in general, some different countries and like that. When you have a common struggle, that definitely brings you together. Now, if you about to starve and you still being racist, it's something, you're an evil person. It's some evil in your heart. But for the most part, like, like I'm just kind of saying that like, it's nice to see all these different cultures and talk to people who don't really just see you as like a black person and like a threat overseas. And it's a lot of places yeah. overseas that just see you as like a person, like you just an American. You, which is just so, a human being. Yeah, you just a human being and you just an American. Like you just from America. And it's just so yeah. refreshing to go somewhere and just not be like not have to just feel like you gotta be like, oh I'm black. Like and have to Yeah. Identify in that way. Yeah, keep have to defending yeah. it too. Like, yeah, I'm black, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, you so, you represent your whole community instead yeah. of like, oh, I'm just a person from this country. Right. Yeah, for sure. Hey, well, this has been another ZTT Zen Trap Travel. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. If you can't do nothing else, protect your peace. And protect your energy. It's the Zen Trap. We out. We out. <laughs>